0: Hello friends, welcome back to Ordinary People and Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Good to have you with me again on episode 167 of our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming life's everyday challenges. Super, super excited to have you with me again. Hey, if you want to know more about me, check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com. And always, it would be a great privilege, really a humble honor if you could leave a review, uh, leave a rating, and share this podcast with your friends. It would help us be more identifiable in the saturated world of podcasting. (laughs) Everybody's got a mic and dropping a podcast nowadays, and that's good stuff. A lot of great things out there to listen to and to learn and interesting ideas that are being talked about. And. I'm grateful that you are with me today. If you are a new listener, welcome to our podcast family. And if you are a regular part of our podcast family, I don't want you to feel overlooked. I'm so grateful that you are with me again. Uh, I want to talk to you today about four important phrases for every leader. Four important phrases for every leader. I believe that you should use these phrases when needed and certainly on some regular and consistent basis. The heart behind these four phrases is to help you find small yet powerful and big ways to grow your trust with your team. We know that trust matters, it's foundational. To all healthy teams. As a matter of fact, Patrick Lencioni, in his classic work, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, says that the basic foundational level of why teams are dysfunctional is an absence of trust. So I want to share with you today four phrases that I have found very ha- helpful and share them with you so that you can build trust in your team. Let me talk about trust again for just a moment before I jump into these four important phrases. Important phrases—they're not just everyday phrases. These are these are important phrases. Now, that's why I only picked four? Because there's a thousand different things you could say to your team. But I want to highlight these four because they're very important. But before we do that, trust. Trust is uh, not trust is not simple. Trust is not always black and white. It's nuanced. It's complicated. It involves a variety of situations from the attitude people are bringing to work and the circumstances and situations that's going on in their personal life and what's happening in the organization. Maybe it's not growing. Maybe you're growing too fast and you don't know how to keep up. Trust is essential. It is critical. It is foundational for the success of your leadership and whatever purpose or goal or vision that you have for your leadership. And basically, trust is—it's just believing in someone. It's believing in them that you believe in their character, you believe in their integrity, you see them as reliable, you see them as honest and trustworthy. It's one of my great friends. uh, Sort of his nickname is trustworthy. He values being trustworthy so much, and therefore. His follow-through and his integrity, his honesty, his humility, his willingness to take responsibility, et cetera, is critical because he wants to be a trustworthy person. So what are the four phrases that I think are important for every leader to use that will help you protect and grow trust with your own team? And as your team practices these four phrases, the trust factor permeates and deepens its saturation into your organization, into your team. Here's important phrase number one, how can I help? And and by the way, these are not in any order of priority, just four phrases. Here's the first phrase is how can I help? I love this phrase. I use it quite often, almost every day, whether it's with my son in school or work or my other children or coworkers or volunteers that I'm leading. I love asking the question, how can I help? And the reason that I believe this is an important question is because it really speaks to some deeper values, some deeper priorities. One of those being partnership. How can I help? Says, I want to partner with you. I want to link arms with you. I want to use my strength. I want to use my muscle. I want to use my energy. I want to use my intellectual abilities and emotional capacity to lock arms with you and help you in whatever way I can. How can I help not only speaks to the idea of partnership, but it also recognizes that I, as a leader, might have a certain amount of authority in which I can make things happen and the other person who needs my help doesn't have that authority. That's certainly clear in my organization. There are times where I can make financial decisions or directionary decisions, visionary decisions, because I've been given authority based upon my role, based upon my function, my title, and within my organization. And so I have an authority that other people don't have. And I want to use that authority not to protect myself or to boost my own ego, but I want to use my authority to help other people. How about you? What moral authority do you have? What organizational authority do you have? What, what I call historical authority do you have? I know people in my organization that are older than me, and while they don't have the organizational authority I have, they have a historical authority or an experiential authority because they have worked through and gone through some things and have some scars to talk about their story. Authority implies that I have something to help you. Another implication or priority of how can I help is resources. I have access to resources. It might be networking resources of other people. It might be financial resources. It might be the ability just to authorize time off or to take a trip or uh, purchasing of equipment or something like that and something that can be used to help other people. I, I really love the question, how can I help? It lets those that we're leading know I'm here to help you look like a genius. I'm here to help you be successful at whatever it is you're seeking to accomplish. The second important phrase that every leader needs to use is thank you. (laughs) And this is such an, such an important phrase to use. And so simple, isn't it? Two words, thank you. Thank you. And it's an attitude of gratitude, of being thankful. This is so powerful. I believe if you were to do an internet search, you know, and just search the power of gratitude or the power of thankfulness, you would find even psychiatry and psychologists and science, neuroscience is going to back up the power of an attitude of gratitude. I believe that Thanksgiving is not just an attitude, but it's actually for me, and I propose and submit this to you as maybe for your own life. It's actually a weapon I use against greed, against complaining, against negative attitudes. I feel like I have a very unique privilege that I was born on Thanksgiving Day. My birthday is on Thanksgiving, not every year, but every so many years on Thanksgiving Day, I not only have turkey because it's Thanksgiving, but I have turkey because it's my birthday. And as you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm a person of faith. And many years ago, I was in prayer around Thanksgiving time. And obviously, my birthday was coming up. And I was reflecting on my life and in a moment of prayer. And I sensed that God just sort of illuminated to me this this message that, Lance, you were born on Thanksgiving in part because Thanksgiving is one of your greatest weapons. It's when I feel like comparing my life or I feel that things are unfair and I get greedy and I want more materialism or whatever it is, more of stuff that if I would just pause and just begin to be thankful for what I have and thankful for what I've been able to accomplish, I find that this important two-word phrase, thank you, is so powerful. And the reason we should use this phrase on a regular basis as a leader is because it says to those we're leading, I see you. I recognize you. I recognize you. I see you not as just an employee number or an employee identification number or a social security number or not just a name on a box in an org chart, but you you are a human being who is spending their capital of time and energy and resources. Yes, you're getting a paycheck, but it's bigger than finances. I see another image bearer of God who is contributing something powerful and necessary to our team to our ministry to our organization saying thank you says to others i see you saying thank you also says to other people that i value you that what you're doing is valuable it may not garner the same amount of wage or platform that other roles are doing but every role is important every minute function to your organization is critical. If you don't think that small things matter, think about the human body and think about COVID, and have this thing that we can't see with the natural eye, shut the world down and many people died from it. Many people got sick by that. It was so small, but it had so much power in what it was doing. The flu virus or a cancer cell or something like that. These microscopic things that we can't see have tremendous power and effect. And when you look at someone who may be easy to overlook and it may be uh, easy to devalue their contribution, is to stop and say thank you. Recognizes that what you're doing is really not that small. It, It may be small compared to other things, but it's actually very powerful. And it has a great effect and a great impact, a great positive effect. And stopping to say thank you is so helpful and so needed. Saying thank you also builds teamwork. As the cliche goes, it takes teamwork to make the dream work. Uh, When you and I stop and say thank you, we're actually saying we is greater than me. Us is greater than you we greater than me. And saying thank you fosters teamwork. It helps people say like, wow, this person uh, who may just walk by me or not see what I do or may not even be aware of what I do to stop and say, thank you for what you're doing. And this is why it's important. And this is what I appreciate about you. And so thank you for giving your time and your energy. It's so powerful. You know what this reminds me of is a wonderful book written by Mark Sanborn, New York Times bestselling author, called The Fred Factor. Easy book to read, not too big. Would encourage you to pick up a copy of The Fred Factor by Mark Sanborn. And basically, Mark writes this book based upon Fred, who was a mailman. And, but it was the things that Fred did as a mailman that identified him as a real leader. Saying thank you, whether you have a title of leader or not, fosters a sense of influence, and credibility for you. Now here's phrase number three, I'm sorry. This is a very important phrase, I'm sorry. And the reason saying I'm sorry as a leader is critical is because what it's really communicating to the people around us is, I'm not above the culture. I may be organizationally above you and I may have more authority and more responsibility, et cetera, et cetera, but I'm not above you. This idea that I'm not above the culture, that the same values that I ask you to adopt and to practice and to adhere to are the same values that I have to adopt and adhere to and to practice. That culture sort of sits out here as like a third arbitrary objective voice and it's measuring us that we all have to measure up to what the culture asks of us, to what the culture demands. And I'm sorry says I fell short. And I recognize that my life and my choices and my attitude and my words and, and my actions have a ripple effect, have a, an effect upon other people. And I'm not perfect. I'm sorry says I'm human just like you. I'm sorry says I value connection more than I value productivity. You can listen to the previous two podcasts because I talked about that, people before paperwork. And saying I'm sorry says, I really value the connection, the friendship, the trust that we have in one another. We may not get drinks after work and we may not watch a ball game together. We may not go have lunch together. We may not do a lot of pop-ins into each other's office. But that doesn't mean that connection to each other is not critical and important for trust to saturate and to permeate our environment. And the power of I'm sorry is I'm human, I blew it, I value connection, I'm not above the culture, and it grows trust. You know, the other thing I, I love about the phrase I'm sorry is it disempowers blame and irresponsibility. B- because basically I'm sorry recognizes I blew it. I'm to blame. I did it. I take responsibility. How refreshing is that in today's environment to hear the I'm sorry phrase and to see someone take responsibility for their leadership. Don't overestimate the power of I'm sorry. Okay, here's the last phrase important phrase that I believe every leader should use. And it's this, help me understand. Help me understand. We've talked about how can I help? Thank you. And I'm sorry. And the fourth phrase is help me understand. This this phrase I use a lot as well. And I use it a lot because oftentimes in listening, If we're not careful and we're not disciplined, we listen to respond. The other day in a staff meeting, one of our staff were chatting and Honestly, I wasn't listening to them. I mean, I knew words were coming out of their mouth. I could hear that. But I was actually thinking about something completely else different. And I had to own it. And they got kind of done. And I said, you know what? I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. I was actually thinking about this. Do you mind repeating what you're saying? I'm sorry about that. But I... And the, the reason I did that is because I want to understand. And understanding requires listening. Yeah, I, we often make assumptions and interpretations in our own mind. And we don't actually ever communicate. That we're making assumptions and coming up with interpretations of what people are saying. And as we all know, right? Our assumptions and our interpretations are fact. That we always get that right. I say that facetiously. We should not run with assumptions and run with interpretations unless we reflect those back to the people that are communicating and saying, hey, this is what I'm hearing you say, and here's how I'm interpreting that. Is that correct? Is that right? Is that how you want me to hear that? And when you ask the question, help me understand, it basically means we're not on the same page. I don't think we're connecting as well as we could, and therefore understanding is getting compromised. There's a famous Bible verse that says in all you're getting get understanding. We've really got to get understanding and just asking the using the phrase help me understand is saying tell me more about that. Explain to me more. Let's let's wrestle together for clarity because clarity will help us maintain connection. Clarity will help us know how to move forward together. Help me understand has been one of the best phrases for me and it's really an invitation to other people to say let's continue to dialogue about this it says that what we're talking about and what we're working on together is important it's important to you it's important to me it's important to our organization and so help me understand it removes assumption it clarifies our interpretation, the internal interpretation we're doing of what people are saying. We're interpreting their body language. We're interpreting their tone. In, uh, uh, I think it's uh, John Edwards' book. I can't remember the author's name now. But the, na- the book is called More Than, Con- uh, More Than Words. And it's about the power of connection, and he often talks about how the, the nervous system of the body immediately starts reading tone and eye contact and body language, and it starts making interpretations, and it starts formulating within ourselves, do I need to be defensive? Do I need to be aggressive? How do we position ourselves here in a way where we're safe and everything's going to be okay? Help me understand allows you to decrease anxiety, to decrease confusion, to decrease a lack of clarity. And just ask this simple question, ask this, use this simple phrase help me understand and fill in the blank. So powerful, friends. <laughs> I promise you, if you would begin to adopt these four phrases on a regular basis, how can I help? Thank you. I'm sorry and help me understand. I believe you will see the amount of trust that people give you as a leader grow. And when the trust grows, the ability for commitment and buy-in grows. The ability for healthy accountability grows. The ability for the team win, not just an individual win, grows because we're using these four important phrases. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening this week. Love spending this time with you. I'm grateful for you willing to take these 20 minutes or so together and we learn and grow as leaders who want to love and lead well. We want to live well. So have an amazing week, everybody. Stay healthy, you know, stay hopeful, stay strong. And I'll talk to you again on our next podcast.